the Missouri Army National Guard, aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association and this station. to Box to Box here on KCOU 88.1 FM. Hope everyone is enjoying yet another dreary Wednesday morning in, if you're in Columbia, Missouri. I feel like I've popped on the last couple weeks and these Wednesdays have just not been, they've not been it in terms of, uh, in terms of weather. But you know what? We vibe anyway. Everyone can, can hunker down. It's just windy. It's the wind. The wind chill just, just does it for me. I'm not... I, I'm not a wind chill guy. I don't know who is, but you know, that is that is what it is. Hope everyone's hunkering down, enjoying some box to box, maybe a morning coffee, whatever. You might be. I've I've always been. I'm never a coffee person. Shout out um cup of bro, another sports show here on KCOU 88.1 FM. They well at least one of their hosts, Chase Madison, loves coffee. They do a little coffee review. Um, I'm more of an orange juice person. That's like my coffee. Get going in the morning, a nice glass of OJ. Um, except if you've brushed your teeth, if you've done that, can't have the OJ. It just it just doesn't work. Um, I always I've, if if you have to if you ever have to finish your glass of OJ after brushing your teeth, it's done. The day is ruined, uh, essentially. But yeah, it is a cloudy day. Hope everyone's you know enjoying it. Nonetheless, we're back in in box to box here. I know last week was the Serie A recap, and I'll be honest. I know I promised the Ligue 1 recap here for the French league. I'm gonna do it next week. I promise. Um, I, you know, just got a little busy this week. I went home for Easter. That actually ties into our Bucks Homer segment, which we, of course, have to uh, have to acknowledge every single every single week. The playoffs, the NBA playoffs, everyone's favorite time of the year. Um, if you're a basketball fan, is in full swing. The Bucks played on Sunday, Easter Sunday, um, against the Chicago Bulls. I actually managed to snag a ticket to this game. That was super fun. Got to go watch them beat the Bulls. I mean. They won, but it was scary. It was a little bit scary. Um, Nikola Vucevic for the Bulls had 24 points and 17 rebounds in this game. Um, I was getting a little mad at DeMar DeRozan, I won't lie. I like DeMar DeRozan. I've always thought he's a good, he's a great player. He had some crazy clutch shots this year for the Bulls, one of their stars. He was flopping. He was flopping all over the floor, respectfully. DeMar DeRozan was on the ground more than he was on his two feet, I swear. Um, I was getting a little bit frustrated with that, but the Bucks did manage to pull out the 93-86 win. Can't say I was ever worried, to be honest. You know, they're, they're the best team in the NBA, of course. Um, but they're in action again uh, tonight. I'm wearing my Bucks sweatshirt. We're locked in. They play at 8.30 tonight. Game two in Milwaukee again. Um, trying to get that nice 2-0 series lead. The playoffs in general have been super, super fun. Uh, I've watched a lot of good games. There was Brooklyn-Boston game one was a fun one. Uh, Jason Tatum for Boston had a nice buzzer-beating layup to win that game for them at home um, against Brooklyn, the most intimidating seventh seed in NBA history. Uh, but, yeah, it was fun. I went home for Easter. I then got stuck in the airport for eight hours on Monday flying back to St. Louis. That was fun. Uh, enjoyed enjoyed my time 
in the in the Milwaukee airport got visited by a bird. If you follow me on Twitter, I was I was posting a few updates um, from the airport. But nevertheless, this is a soccer show, and I decided to switch up the format a little bit, just go with some fun stuff here on this Wednesday. I thought, you know, cloudy day. We'll just get into some some fun little content. We'll talk about some. We'll do some tier lists. Everyone loves a good tier list. I've got four, and you know maybe we'll do a couple more. Time pending. Um, we'll do that on like the back half of the show, um, and you know for the most of our for the majority of our time here on this Wednesday. But yeah, gotta get into the Bucks Homer segment. Full playoffs are in full swing. The nerves are back at an all time high. For those who remember the summer show, doing those shows while the Bucks were playing during the playoffs was low-key a bad idea for me because I was stressing. You know, I had the games I had the games on sometimes in the studio while I'm talking about soccer, which is kind of funny to me. But, yeah, hopefully they're due for a long playoff run and got a, got a nervy win against the Bulls in Game 1. They always come out in Game 1 and play a little bit shaky. So I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be okay. I think Giannis and co., he was pretty angry after the game. And Giannis, angry Giannis is some, something you, you don't see much, you know, off the floor. But when it comes out, you know there's some problems, and you know they're going to get resolved real quick uh, with with the big Greek man leading the charge. But yeah, um, diving into soccer stuff now, um, and before I get into anything, and actually in my original plan, I was going to do this regardless uh, before um, I dove into the, the league unrecap. I want to talk about another Liverpool game, and I obviously, you know, I don't, I'm not just talking about it from from the game report. I know Liverpool are my favorite club. Uh, but they played Man United yesterday. Um, they played they played Man United yesterday. Ended up winning that game 4-0. You know, it was a good win for Liverpool for context. That means they jumped ahead of City in the title race. Um, they're now, now on 76 points. City played a day against Brighton. Go Brighton, respectfully. Um, we'll see if Liverpool can hold on to that. Um, but the real reason I wanted to talk about the game was obviously it was... Um, it comes shortly after the announcement for a Manchester United player. And if you're going by Instagram statistics, the most famous person in the world, that is, of course, Cristiano Ronaldo, who plays for Manchester United. Um, Actually, just over the weekend, they played Norwich City literally on the 16th of April, so four days ago. He played in this game, scored a hat trick. They won the game. Obviously looked like the vintage Ronaldo. You know, even not super huge soccer fans know who Ronaldo is, know why he's so highly regarded. He's one of the game's greatest ever players um, and would have obviously played in this Liverpool game as well. It was a big game. Liverpool and United are arch rivals, um, bitter, bitter rivals. They don't like each other. They're two Northern English clubs. They're the most successful clubs in in English football history. Um, but yeah, it the match sadly was marred by um, Cristiano Ronaldo announced... I believe on Sunday, uh, the passing of his newborn son, obviously super, super sad, um, just for you know, quoting this ESPN article, Ronaldo and his partner Georgina Rodriguez announced on social media on Monday, sorry, uh, Easter Monday, so the uh, 18th, uh, that one of their newborn twins had passed away. Manchester United confirmed that Ronaldo would not travel to face Liverpool on Tuesday evening, which he did not. Um, their statement from United read, Family is more important than anything, and Ronaldo is supporting his loved ones in an immensely difficult time. Ronaldo put out a statement um, on Twitter. Part of it reads, We are all devastated at the loss. We kindly ask for privacy at this very difficult time. Our baby boy, you are our angel, and we will always love you. So it's just, it's super sad, and, you know, it just, it has to make you remember that, that 
these are real human beings that you, you know, pay money to watch that I, you know, live to talk about and to analyze and to and enjoy watching them watching them do their work but they are all you know human beings and obviously with the the rivalry between Liverpool and United there was a great show of support the game was at Anfield in Liverpool in the seventh minute seven is Cristiano Ronaldo's number all the fans stood up uh, and applauded sang Liverpool's chant of you'll never walk alone so it was just a nice show of solidarity there's a cool image of a Liverpool fan holding a Ronaldo jersey up in the stands and just yeah my I wanted to just express my um, condolences to him and then just you know as a member of this great community and this uniting community um, you know my thoughts are with Ronaldo and his family in this time and I hope that he has the support that he needs and I'm glad that that there was no you know I, I feel like so there's so much hate especially in in the the game of football, which is such a global game and how intense rivalries get, especially, um, I was glad I wasn't seeing any, you know, stupid comments on Twitter or what have you. Not that I was, that I was looking necessarily, but, um, yeah, it just, it just made me super sad and it puts a, it puts a dower on an otherwise normally th really thrilling rivalry, um, between two historically great clubs, but yeah, I'm just glad everyone is able to stand in solidarity for their teammate, their colleague, you know, in this in this beautiful game that we call football so yeah my thoughts are with Ronaldo and his family it was a it was a sad thing to see and just especially right before you're gonna play against him in a big match and just right after he comes off of such a phenomenal performance you know you just you just you feel for him and I'm, I'm very sad it's obviously a horrible horrible unexpectedly tragic thing to deal with and I just hope that he has the support he needs um yeah like I said match itself I watched the highlights of it was unable to catch it in person, I'm I'm happy about my club. I'm happy they won, um, but there's more important things that that needed to be addressed. So I wanted to bring up that game. Um, but yeah, Liverpool, Man United, on the back era. Uh, you played yesterday. We're in we're in the mix of midweek Premier League games. I actually tweeted I tweeted on um, uh, yesterday. I think yesterday morning that just midweek Premier League games stress me out because they just creep up on you. I woke up Tuesday morning and I was like, oh shoot. Liverpool are playing United. There's a bunch of games today. Chelsea, Arsenal, Everton, Leicester, Newcastle, Crystal Palace, and like I mentioned, City, Brighton. So huge games implicating uh, the title race here for Liverpool and City. Obviously, City play Brighton if they lose or if they tie. Brighton love a tie. We know Brighton love a tie. 13 draws on them for the season. That is tied for the most in the Premier League. If they tie City, if they can manage to do that, Liverpool will hold on to... First place in the Premier League with 76 points. So that'll be exciting to see. Um, but yeah, most important thing, obviously, is just our, our thoughts are with Ronaldo. I'm going to actually take it to a short break. But when I come back, we're going to dive into these tier lists. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get into just kind of explaining um, what they're all about. You know, everyone's done a tier list. And we've got a couple different ones. I think I found a couple fun ones. I wanted to do um, teams' jerseys because that's always a fun one to do in any sport. But it's just I feel like it's hard just describing what the jersey looks like so i i decide to skip that one but um we'll take a look at some tier lists when we come back from break i'll maybe preview these premier league games a little bit more um you don't want to miss it you're listening to box boxes currently 11 12 11 12 shout out um 11 12 central standard time here in columbia missouri we will be right back the army national guard plays a vital role in your community we're on the front lines supporting essential personnel, first responders, law enforcement, and medical professionals, delivering food, supplies, and medicine, keeping communities safe, making a difference, 
During emergencies, we're always ready, always there. Learn more about part-time service in the Army National Guard at nationalguard.com. Sponsored by the Missouri Army National Guard. Aired by the Missouri Broadcasters Association at this station. Everyone has their favorite bench player. Well, yours can be too. Starting Left Bench is a sports variety talk show with your two new favorite bench warmers. Join Justin Bear and Peyton Heverman as they discuss almost anything and everything in the sports world and some things outside of it. Join us on the bench Mondays at 3 p.m. on KCOU 88.1 FM to hear some goofiness and talk that you would hear from your favorite bench warmers. Starting left bench for those not good enough to go pro. We're excited for you to join us on the bench and we'll see you there. Over the past year and a half, you may have spent more time with the youth in your life, but have you really been connecting? October is Let's Talk Month, so take this opportunity to connect with the young people in your life using Connect With Me, a free resource from the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. Head to health.mo.gov connect or follow us on social media for conversation starter cards, resources, and weekly activities. This message brought to you by the Missouri Department of Health and Senior Services. A ranger station. I'd like to report a bear hug. Okay. I put out my campfire and Smokey Bear hugged me. So you drowned the fire, you stirred it, drowned it again, and felt that it was cold? Uh-huh. Yeah, but he's just letting you know you did good. Bear hug from Smokey Bear. Status update. I'm going to let you go now. There are many ways to start a fire, but one sure way to put it out. Learn how you can do your part at SmokeyBear.com. Sponsored by the U.S. Forest Service Ad Council and your state forester. Welcome back, everybody. It's a box to box here on KCOU 88.1 FM. My name is Jack Knowlton. Hope everyone's vibing out to, uh, to some box to box here, enjoying your Wednesday morning. Um, I decided to switch up the format a little bit this week. I'm gonna tier. I'm gonna do some soccer-related tier lists, uh, just to kind of, you know, have a little fun. Everyone loves a good tier list. Tier list can get controversial. Everything from, you know, sports to like, I filled out like a, like a fruit tier list. Like, what's everyone's fa- like? What your favorite fruit is? There's tiermaker.com is truly just a glorious website. I I don't want to like shamelessly plug, but like, if you need a good tier list, they've got it all. There's like, I think the best one I probably ever filled out was they had a tier list that was different types of like water fountains, like drinking fountains. And you just, you think they're all kind of relatively the same, but you know, like, you know, when you see a certain type of drinking fountain, it's better than a different, another type of drinking fountain. So they, it can get controversial. Um, but yeah, we'll just do a couple tier lists. I've got a couple fun ones. We have, um, the best soccer players in the world, which I can tell is very old based on some of the players in this tier list, the best young players in the world, which I'm kind of going to base more statistically. I'll look at their seasons this year and kind of rank them that way. We have a national football teams tier list maker, which I think I'll rank, you know, based on history, based on how, where they're at now, and also just kind of based on, you know, overall overall vibes as, as in terms of fandom I have for them. Um, and then we have the same thing with a top European football club's tier list maker. So we'll probably go through um, two, and then I'll take a short break, and then we'll go through the last two, and then round off the show, probably talk some 
some Premier League, some Premier League stuff just to wrap things up. So I want to start with the best soccer players in the world tier list maker. Now I have sent this tier list to uh, my fellow, you know, sports enthusiasts who are not soccer people, and it is very funny to watch them rank. Uh, these players because it's just like their picture so it's not they don't have names they just go on most of them just go on pure vibes so the first one funnily enough in the best soccer players in the world tier list is Edinson Cavani now I'll run through each of these players as kind of career their accolades Edinson Cavani is uh, a now 35 year old Uruguayan forward who currently plays for Manchester United uh, in his career he started his career at I think it's Danube Danubiu in uh, his native Uruguay played for them for one season before going to another or before going to Italy playing for Palermo FC who have some of the cleanest kits and actually were the home of our second player who we'll get into. Uh, he then joined Napoli in 2011 played for them for two seasons before joining the club he's most known for being a part of Paris Saint Germain where in 301 appearances he scored 200 goals. He was a prolific striker for PSG for many many years played alongside Zlatan in some of those fun PSG teams um, of old. Before joining Manchester United in October 2020 on a free transfer, where he has made 56 appearances and scored 19 goals. Uh, his last game he played in was actually for Uruguay on March 29th. He played 29 minutes in a 2-0 win over Chile. Now, where do I want to put him in terms of his all-time career? His best season as a striker actually came in Ligue 1 in 2016-17, 36 games, 35 goals, 4 assists. So that's pretty much one goal a game. Um, he actually had a really good season in the Premier League last... No, not last year. 2020-2021, he had 13 starts, 10 goals, 3 assists. That's his best season in the in his domestic leagues. In Europe, uh, let's see. Champions League back in 2014-15, he had 10... He had 6 goals and no assists and 10 appearances... Oh, he actually had eight goals and an assist in uh, eight appearances in 2016-17. So 2016-17 was a decent year for our man Cavani. But in terms of overall legacy, you got to be harsh. It's the best football players in the world, right? You know, you're talking the likes of Messi and Ronaldo, who we'll get to. I'm going to put Cavani in the C tier. Firmly in the, mm, I might move him in the D tier. I won't lie. Because I feel like in terms of overall career accolades... He doesn't even come close to some of these players. And it does, it does help that like some of them currently are a lot better than Cavani was when he was in his prime. Because I would say he's a guy very much past prime. We'll put him in C for now. Maybe we'll move him. Next up, I mentioned Palermo. The Italian club is Paolo Dybala. Paolo Dybala currently plays for Juventus. 28 years old. Argentinian kind of creative winger, attacking midfielder. This season, 22 appearances, 8 goals, and 5 assists. Uh, started his career at... Instituto in Argentina before moving to Palermo in 2012 and Juventus in 2015 where he has had the longest stint with 286 appearances and 113 goals. His best season for Juve probably came back in 2017-18 when he had 22 goals and 5 assists in Serie A and then 8 goals in an, or sorry, 1 goal and 1 assist. He didn't have his best season in the Champions League in 17-18. Best season in Europe Probably five goals in six appearances for Juve in the Champions League. Dybala was one of those players that was like a really famed wonder kid. Like he was he was super exciting, super promising. I think for now, he's kind of tailed off the last two seasons. But he is still kind of in his he is still very much in his prime. He's got years ahead of him. 
However, I know he's, he's angling for a move away from Juventus. He wants a new start. And I think we could see a little bit of a resurgence for him once he gets that new start. But I'm going to put him in the C tier along with Cavani. I promise not everyone will go in the C tier. Uh, next up is Antoine Griezmann, the famous Frenchman, um, who, of course, has plied his trade for the majority of his career in Spain. Started out in 2009 with Real Sociedad before moving to Atletico Madrid, where he played for five seasons before joining FC Barcelona uh, in July 2019 and is currently back with Atletico Madrid on loan from Barcelona. Best season for Griezmann club-wise probably came in 2015, I'd say. 22 goals and five assists in 36 games. Uh, He's very well known for being a very talented player for France, obviously in the World Cup in 2018 where France romped their way to the title. He had seven, uh, four goals and two assists in just seven games in the World Cup. So he's really talented. Do I think for where he is now, he's uh, 31, I should have said. Kind of just a center forward maestro is where he plays. Hmm. I want to put him B, but that feels too high at the same time. Put him B for now, and and we'll, we'll come back. Uh Next up is a, another, not another Spaniard, but another player applying his trade uh, for Barcelona. It is Gerard Piquet, the 35-year-old center back, has been an anchor for the Barcelona team since 2008 when he joined for Man United. He has played for that club for a long time, a 598 appearances, 51 goals, which, I mean, he's a center back, so primary play, primarily plays defense. Gerard Piquet, I mean, he's old. He's not as good as he was anymore. But I think, honestly, I'm going to put him B in terms of just the career he had. He's had. Um, I think he's just a. He was a. He's been a phenomenal anchor in that team for so long. Won the Champions League with Barcelona. Has won La Liga's with Barcelona. I think you got to be. Um, you got to give some credit where credit is due. These next two, I'm going to do very fast because these next two are Cristiano Ronaldo and Lionel Messi. So both of them are going to belong to S. I think these are number one and number two all time for me. Uh, in terms of in terms of players in the world, I think both of them just incredibly long, long incredible longevity on their careers. Um, Ronaldo has managed to start his career at Man United and now come back and just been an absolute boss for them. Even though I think ultimately they'll move on for them from him because I think uh, they're going to want to push for like a bigger rebuild. And then Messi, I mean, what else is there? Are there is are uh, what else are you going to say? Oh my gosh, butcher my words then. Um, what else are you going to say? Greatest player in the world. Greatest player of all time, in my opinion. Nothing stops Messi. I think we got to put him S tier. Next player I'm going to put in the A tier, it's Luka Modric, a, uh, a player who I think has aged like a fine wine. Luka Modric still plies his trade for Real Madrid. Of course, led Croatia to the 2018 World Cup final. 36-year-old center midfielder is a magician. Currently having a pretty decent season in La Liga. He's not... His statistics aren't like super high because he is just a creative maestro in midfield. Actually, just recently for Real Madrid when they played Chelsea in the Champions League, dropped an absolute dime of a pass with the outside of his foot, curled one in toward Rodrigo, a young Real Madrid forward who scored and equalized for Real Madrid and got them back on track in that game. Led the turnaround for them to overcome Chelsea. He has been the anchor, not the anchor, but like just the maestro in that midfield since 2012 when he joined from Tottenham. Just supremely talented, I think, and so creative, so smart, so clever on the ball when he is running around in those channels in the middle of the pitch. I'm putting him in the A tier. Got to put Luka Modric in the A tier. Next up is Neymar. This is an interesting one. Of course, of course, an all-time player 
played for Barcelona, plays for PSG now, has followed Messi, of course, was a partner, a famed partner of that MSN trio, Messi, Neymar, Suarez. We'll get to Suarez in a little bit. He is on this eligibility list. Um, And just looking at his career, I think you got to put him in A. The debate for me is between A and S. Uh, Scored 105 goals in just 186 appearances for Barcelona, 98 in 140 games for PSG, which is impressive considering how injury-prone he is. Do I put him S? I think I got to put him S just for how talented he is. Still just 30 years old. He's got a couple more years at the top of his game ahead of him. Uh, next up is a player that I think could be put in a multitude of categories. It is Eden Hazard. Eden Hazard played for Chelsea, of course. That's what he's probably best known for between June 2012 and June 2019. 110 appearances in, or 110 goals and 352 appearances. Now applies his trade for Real Madrid. He's dealt with some injury problems, just some... He, he, he's kind of fallen off in the latter part of his career. But I got to vouch for Hazard a little bit. Because um, boy, oh boy, when he was at the top, he was one of the most electrifying players to watch play the game. Dominated the left wing for Chelsea for so many years. Just cooked defenders. I would be quaking in my boots if I was a right back and Ed Hazard is running down the, the left wing at me. I mean, that dude's array of creativity, his moves that he could put on people... He was unreal. I think in terms of a, of a career, man, he hasn't won a whole lot with Chelsea. I think he was part of that team that won. The, no, I don't think he won the Champions League. Did he win a Premier League? He might have been. I think he was a part of a Premier League winning side. I got to put him B, though, just in terms of how talented he was. I, I feel bad I have a bias toward Premier League players, and that's going to go into this next one because ne- this next player is Kevin De Bruyne, who, of course, plays for City. Um, I mean, what can you say about him? He's City's best player. He's won two titles now with them. Just the definition of a creative passing attacking midfielder, um, an absolute maestro. I love KDB. He's someone who I personally like modeled my own game after 30 years old now, um, joined City. This is his what? Seventh season right now for Manchester City, and he has just been an absolute boss through all of them. Probably the best thing I can speak to about Kevin De Bruyne is 2019-20 when he had 13 goals and 20 assists in the Premier League. Are you kidding me? The man is unbelievably good. Uh, Former Chelsea product, actually. Played for Chelsea uh, between 2013 and 2014 before they let him go to Germany where then he he starred and made made the move, made the switch over to Manchester City. Now Don's the blue. I gotta put him in the A tier. He is at the tip top of the game right now. I could even argue putting an S, but I'm going to be pretty strict with S. Uh, Next up is King Luis Suarez. I've got a soft spot in my heart for Luis Suarez, part of the MSN trio, like I said, currently playing in his trade, playing his trade with Atletico Madrid at 35 years old. He's still kicking on, though. I mean, 11 goals and 30 appearances in La Liga this season. Super, super talented for Barcelona for so long, as well as, of course, Liverpool, which is why I have a soft spot in my heart. My God, Suarez was so good for Liverpool back in the day. His best season came in 2013-14 before he did make that move to Barcelona where he had 31 goals and 12 assists in just 33. Started all 33 games for Liverpool that season. He's just so good. I think as a striker, he does bite people, so like that knocks him a little bit. Do I put him S? In terms of him tailing off a little bit, I'm going to put him A for now. I might move it around. Uh, next up is Virgil van Dijk, Liverpool's uh, famed center back. I'm going to j- join him in A right now because just the way he's um, risen to the top of his game ever since he's he has um, 
arrived at Liverpool back in, what, 2015? Yeah, 2015. My goodness, it's been that long. That's crazy. Um, he, had, he had an injury in 2020, 2021 that derailed him a little bit. But, I mean, the clean sheets he can keep, the way he just entered that Liverpool team and just locked that defense down, immediately became the leader. Um, he's able to be Liverpool's captain when Jordan Henderson isn't playing. I just think he's so incredibly... Um, dominant in terms of like his vocality and his ability to lead I think that alone has made Liverpool such a formidable defense it's allowed other players like Trent Alexander-Arnold and Andrew Robertson their fullbacks to be able to play so attacking and free because they know they can rely on a guy who is literally an like he's an anchor if there's a if you google what an anchor is Virgil van Dijk has got to pop up I'm sure definitely not pictures of a literal anchor but it is what it is um yeah, I got to put him in A tier. He's just so talented. Still got some years ahead of him at just 30 years old. Virgil van Dijk's joining the A tier. Uh, next up, we have Sergio Busquets, another man on the back end of his career who was part of all of those great Barcelona and Spain teams. Um, he was part of that 2010 Spain team that won um, the World Cup over the Netherlands. Now 33 years old. I would have thought he was older, honestly. He's played for Spain for so long, since 2008. I think he was a La Masia graduate. Yeah, he was part of Spain's famed La Masia Academy. Just, a, I mean, he's an anchor even of itself. Like, he's a good playmaker from deep, plays that, like, defensive mid position. I could put him in A. I might put him in B, just because he has tailed off a little bit. Oh, he's still really good, though. I'm going to put him in A, too, I think. Um, next up, we're going back to Manchester City for our next two players, actually. Um, both named Silva. Our first name, David Silva. Of course, I believe he's retired now. Um, let's see. I think he's no longer with City. Oh, no, yeah, he's with Real Sociedad. That's right. He went back to Spain. Um, David Silva, 36 years old, uh, played for Manchester City for 10 seasons before joining um, Real Sociedad to kind of round off his career. Another just super creative attacking midfielder was part of some of those early City teams that were really bursting that club onto the scene. Um, an OG member of the City project, I would say, is how I would consider him. Again, just super creative, just could can dribble through people, pass through people. I'm sure it took, inspired some players like Kevin De Bruyne. And in terms of how his career has gone, I'm probably going to put him in B for now. He'll go in the B tier. And then now, another Silva who plays for... Um, City and is really coming into his own right now is Bernardo Silva. Many uh, Premier League fans will know the name Bernardo Silva. He is a baller for City. Joined them back in 2017, is now in his fifth season with the Citizens, having probably the best season of his campaign. Seven goals and three assists already in the Premier League. Uh, has been really, really good in the Champions League for them as well. Two goals and two assists this year in nine games. City obviously still alive in the Champions League. Playing the yellow submarine that is Villarreal. Uh, in a couple weeks' time. And Silva, only 27. I think he's in his prime right now. You know, you see three really good seasons with him. I'll put him up in A, but I think for right now, I'm going to stick him in B. Uh, next up, a player definitely going in A because of how um, well he's just revolutionized and, and changed the... Well, he hasn't necessarily changed the position, but just become such a dominant force at his position that I cannot uh, ignore putting him in A. It is a man by the name of N'Golo Kante, the 31-year-old Frenchman who was part of that Leicester City team that famously won the title back in 2015. Um, just a diminutive, just 
dominating center defensive destroyer midfielder. Um, now plays for Chelsea, joined them back in 2016 after that title-winning campaign for Leicester. I just think he's so good. Um, a destroyer was a good part of that France World Cup team. He can just lock down a midfield and make sure no one gets past him. Uh, next up, we're going back to City. Raheem the Dream Sterling, former Liverpool player. I'm going to put him in B tier for right now. Um, I think... I be, I was really proud to just see him succeed at another club after Liverpool kind of ousted him rather unfairly. Um, still just 27 years old, kind of like Silva. Has taken that striker role a little bit for City in the absence of a striker. Um, but we'll put him in B tier for right now. I'll go a little bit quicker just to speed things along. Next up, a pl another player near and dear to my heart. Mohamed Salah, of course. Liverpool's best player on his on his day. Scored in the United game, which was his first goal in six games. So nice for him to break a little bit of that. For him there, I got to put him in A. How he's risen that Liverpool attack to his to success um, has just been phenomenal. He's won the Champions League now, won the Premier League now with Liverpool. One of their greatest ever signings when he joined from Roma back in 2015, I believe. Um, let, me, let me check my facts. Mohamed Salah came from Roma 2017. Wow, that's crazy. Um... Oh, I should have noted, Van Dyke joined Liverpool, I think, in 2017 as well. He just played for Southampton in 2015. I had the years wrong. But huge signing for Liverpool. Just love that man. Moe's got to go in the A tier. Next up is a player I'm actually going to maybe controversially put in S because of how good he is and how much potential uh, he just exudes and is, is going to show inevitably when as his career carries on. It's Kylian Mbappe. Um, Kylian Mbappe is unreal for PSG has scored over 20 goals already in three separate seasons at the top of French football, um, has rumored to be making a move to Real Madrid to become a Galactico and take over that club, take the reins from Karim Benzema, who should be on this list, by the way, but he's not um, honorable mention in A or even S tier for him. But I'm going to put Mbappe in S. He's just unreal. I mean, I've never watched a player at his age with that much confidence and intelligence, you know, to, to, to be able to step into a team like PSG, which have so many high expectations with how much money they spend. In his career with PSG so far, he's played 167 games and scored 143 goals. That is an unbelievable return, and he's just someone who's going to be at the top forever. He's he's our gen, he's my generation's messy, and he's unreal. Um, I'm actually going to have him joined with two players I'm putting up in S tier. Those players are Robert Lewandowski and Sergio Ramos. Sergio Ramos, a little bit of a controversial name um, to put in to the S tier. However, his dominance at the top of the game in terms of uh, being such a good center back, I don't think can be ignored. Um, he's had an incredible career, 36 years old, played for Real Madrid for most of his career. Um, joined in August 2005. I mean, he's been, he, he can, he can bomb up forward on corners and score goals with his head. And I just think he's the definition of just a dominant center back. He's hungry. He'll come after you if you're an opposing forward. He did that to Mohamed Salah in the Champions League final back in 2018, injured him, uh, was not a huge fan of Sergio Ramos after that, but his career um, accolades cannot be ignored. And then Robert Lewandowski. I mean, you know, if there's someone that just has one job, but he's just phenomenal at that one job, it's Robert Lewandowski. And a lot goes into being an amazingly talented goal-scoring striker, but Robert Lewandowski does it better than anyone I've ever seen, and I would ar almost argue anyone ever. In terms of a pure 
prolific, goal-scoring, standalone center forward. He is the best of the best. Um, couple, I'll, I'll note a couple stats with him because it's they, they speak for themselves. 2020-2021, Robert Lewandowski in the German Bundesliga played 29 matches, which means he was injured for some of this season. He had seven assists. Not too bad. That's another underrated part of his game, I think, and I'll talk for hours about Robert Lewandowski. He's my second favorite player in the world. Um, or my, yeah, my second favorite player in the world behind Trent Alexander-Arnold for Liverpool, of course. Um, I'll talk for hours about how good he is and how talented he is. But 29 games played, 28 started, 7, go- seven assists, 41 goals. He scored 41 goals in a single campaign in the Bundesliga when he was injured. That is unreal. I mean, like, it is hard. Like, that's over a goal a game. That means when that man is on the pitch, he is getting a goal for them. That is insane. When teams struggle to do that, when there's nil-nil draws and stuff, I just, he cannot not be in the S tier for me. I love Robert Lewandowski. He is supremely talented. It's gone unnoticed and underappreciated for so, so long. And I'm putting him on blast. He's an icon. Love Robert Lewandowski. Um... But yeah, got to put him in S. Uh, next up, Tony Cruz. I'm going to put him in A because he's also just supremely talented. Uh, plays for Real Madrid still. Joins Modric in that midfield. I just think very prolific um, attacking, or not attacking threat, just center mid threat. Creative. He's pretty slow, but he makes up for that for like being just a phenomenal passer of the ball and distributor and having great vision. Um, Sergio Aguero, who's actually retired now. I'm going to put him in an A all time for a career. First of all, I share a birthday with this man. Shout out. Love Sergio Aguero. Um, one City, its first Premier League title uh, back in 2013. That dramatic Aguero goal. Uh, look that up if you don't know what it is. Uh, if you're a City fan, Sergio Aguero is, I mean, he is your LeBron James. I mean, the person that put that club on the map in terms of just being sublimely talented. A great striker for so, so long for Manchester City. I wish him a happy retirement. Love Sergio Aguero. Um, even if he did play for the Citizens. Paul Pogba, I'm going to put down in C. Paul Pogba, I love Paul Pogba. I think he's gotten, you know, a little bit detrimented by some weird career moves and and by teams not having as much faith in him. And by teams, I mean Manchester United, who he plays for now. Um, But he's nine assists in the Premier League this season. He found some form. Hopefully under Ralph Ragnick, uh, United's new coach, I think he'll he'll be really good. But was obviously a monstrously good talent for Juventus and is well-known for France as well on the international stage. Tony Cruz, I should also highlight, it's good for Germany. Um, Harry Kane is next. Ugh. I'm going to put him in A because he deserves it because like Robert Lewandowski, you don't get much better from a pure goal scorer than Harry Kane. I don't like Harry Kane. I think he's overrated. I just, I think he's a poacher, and I, I don't appreciate him the same way that I appreciate Robert Lewandowski, but he scored a bucket load of goals, so I got to put him in there. Um, I'm going to put my first D tier real quick. I'm going to put Matthias De Ligt in there. Matthias De Ligt is a Dutch center back who I don't know why he's on this list. Not because he's bad. He's very good. Um, well-earned move to Juventus, and he's actually having a phenomenal season for Juventus this season. Um, another just dominant center back. Huge guy. Um, very intimidating presence in the back line, but... He just has not had, the same way that Mbappe has had an impact at such a young age, Mateus De Ligt is still 22. He's got a long way to go. Um, I can easily see him moving up. This is not a knocking on him at all, but i got to put someone in D tier, and he's just young, and I'm going to put him in there. Uh, Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, I'm going to put in C tier. Obviously, formerly played for Arsenal, recently made the move for Barcelona, which he has 
clearly already had a career renaissance after having a big falling out with the Arsenal coaching staff and that team uh, and all that fun stuff. But since he moved to Barcelona, he's been great. He was great for Borussia Dortmund for so long. Got to put him in C. He's had a pretty good career. Um, his former teammate, Marco Royce, I'm going to put in B tier. Marco Royce is so talented. He's older now, but I think another guy that just gets really underappreciated. Him and um, him and Aubameyang actually had a cute uh, partnership where they, when Aubameyang would score, he would put on a Batman mask. And so Marco Royce, who is like the assister to all his goals because he's a creative um, midfielder, would be like Robin. Uh, it'd be it'd be like Royce would be Batman, or Royce would be Robin, and Aubameyang would be Batman. I just thought that was so cool. Um, he's just been such a great creative talent for Borussia Dortmund for his whole career. I respect him for never leaving, never making a move, staying loyal. Got to put him in B tier. He's a really fun player just in terms of watching him play. I like him. Uh, Youngman's son, another player for Spurs coming in. I'm going to I'm gonna put him for his talent alone in B tier. Hasn't accomplished much with Spurs, but neither has anyone. They don't win things. Um, but the 29-year-old Korean, has he's so much fun to watch. And another guy that... He plays left wing primarily, gets the ball on the left wing, and I'm just like, how does this dude not score every single time? It's a testament to how good, I guess, Premier League defenses are. Um, but man, oh man, Youngman son is just a special, special player to watch. He can put on an array of moves. He can blow by you with, like, blistering pace and just smash the ball into the bottom left or top right corner, wherever he's, wherever he's shooting. Like, it's, it's coming in hard. It's coming in fast. Like, he's just an intimidating presence when, when he is in his elements over on the left wing when he's working with Harry Kane, um, who I guess credit to him, um, has grown in his creative role to feed Youngman son and, and, and unleash his goal scoring ability, um, on opposing Premier League defenses. I could speak volumes about Youngman son. He's incredibly talented. I'm gonna put him in B tier because in terms of career accolades, I'm factoring, um, I'm factoring in that in terms of like winning and Tottenham don't win. So, um, last but not least is Byron's Joshua Kimmich. I love Joshua Kimmich. He's 27 years old, has really also come into his own in terms of a deep line playmaker. What a deep line playmaker is essentially is someone who sits deep in the midfield, plays like a defensive mid role. But unlike N'Golo Kante and being like a destroyer, Kimmich is very much a creator. Um, super dynamic. He can play all across the pitch for Bayern Munich. I think has been an engineer of their most recent success um, and is going to kind of carry this transitioning um, load of young Byron stars forward, I think, as he continues in his prime at 27 years old. I'm going to put him in B tier as well for his talent. I like Joshua Kimmich. Um, and I think with some more time, he's going to really dominate that position going forward. He's won a couple awards. He's been recognized uh, for his his ability. He actually, I actually watched this so random, but I, I watched the thing about him. He did some great work with like COVID uh outreach and stuff when all that happened which is really cool so he's a good guy too shout out Joshua Kimmich and yeah that's the last player on this tier list I did not think that was going to take as long as it did I really dove deep um, but I love all of these players they they you know a lot of them are I grew up watching and and watch now and they're just all they're all amazing in their own ways even if they're being placed in the D tier sorry poor Mateus Delic just gets thrown in there by himself do I want to move anybody I want to move Harry Kane to D tier but I won't do it um Mm. No, I'm going to keep it. I like this list. And uh, I think, yeah, I'll kick it to another quick break. When we come back, I'll do another fun tier list. I'll make it snappy and then, uh, yeah, round out the show with that. Um, I will decide, I guess, I guess which one I, I'm thinking uh, to rank for 
for that. But yeah, that'll that'll conclude that. I'll tweet out this to your list. Follow me on Twitter at Jack Knowlton Media um, for some fun, some more fun soccer content and and to see this tier list. I'll leave like the link to the tier maker too. I would love uh, everyone to make their own tier list and see where where all these players fall in in your tier. I'd love to see that. Whether you're a soccer fan or not, if you're going off straight vibes of of just these these uh, guys' faces, I guess you know that'll be that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, I'll tweet out this tier list. I'm going to kick it to another quick break. It is currently 11.45 Central Standard Time here on KCOU 88.1 FM. I will be right back. Do you love watching the Olympics? Do you devote hours of your life every four years to watching all the Olympic action? The Gold Standard on KCOU is here to keep you updated on the sports and athletes you love to watch, even when the Olympics aren't on. My name is Kara Brown, and each week I sit down to talk Olympic sports and athletes, and I always talk about figure skating. Be sure to tune in to the Gold Standard Tuesdays at 10 a.m. because the sports and the Olympics don't only happen every four years. Look at me, busy as a bee. Where'd I get all this energy? Oh, man. Mm, man. I don't sleep and I don't eat, but I've got the cleanest house on the street. Oh, man. Mm, man. Get these hairs all out of my face. Get these bugs all out of my place. One more hit. No time to waste. Oh, man. Oh, mm, man. Hey. Yeah. You listening right now to KCOU 8.1 FM. Here, check out this sneak peek of what to expect on Cup of Bro. So if you had to give it like a flavor profile, would you call it like a Tahiti sunrise or more like a San Francisco fog? Um, I would say it's almost like a San Francisco dusk. It's not just flavors. We got sports too. From Wisconsin, Tyler Hero, <laughs> uh, the man, the myth, the legend. So join us Fridays at 11 a.m. Everybody, to Box to Box here in KCOU 88.1 FM. Just rounding out the last 10 minutes of the show here. My name is Jack Knowlton. Uh, we just did a tier list. I love tier lists. They're so much fun. I talked. I could talk for hours um, about you know random related tier lists. But we tier listed the quote unquote uh, best soccer players in the world, which just was an assortment of lists that some random person on TierMaker.com pulled. Um, but you know whoever you think, whoever you think is the best player in the world, up to your opinion. And uh, tell me why it's Trent Alexander-Arnold. So that's actually the only right answer. Disappointed Trento wasn't on this list. I kind of understand it. He's young. He's got time. Anyway, um, I'm going to do another just fun, like a little bit more of a fun tier list. Um, I could dive into some stories with this one and then just be a little bit a little bit goofier of a tier list. Um, I am going to tier list FIFA games. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I'm not going to do all of them because they're obviously – they come out since 1999 I was not alive then um, but I found one that's FIFA games from 2012 to 2020 so it doesn't include the most recent editions of the game which honestly is fine because I didn't play either of those very much at all um, 
but 12 through 20, I played all of these, and I have some, some fun memories with all of them. So the tier list we have are, instead of S, A, B, C, we have Trash, Average, Good, Amazing, and God. <laughs> God is the, the top tier, uh, which I just think is kind of funny. I don't know if any of these games will be making it into that tier, because FIFA, respectfully, is just... In terms of like video game quality is just not great, but we'll dive into it. Starting with FIFA 12. FIFA 12, I actually only ever played on my iPod Touch back in uh, fifth grade, but oh, it was fun. I used to do a career mode with an Australian team where I took them seven-time Australian Gold Coast champions. Shout out, shout out the Gold Coast. No, Central Coast. Um, the Central Coast Mariners. I took them to many Australian championships back in the day. This is where I found um, Celtic, which is another one of my favorite clubs. First game I played of FIFA, I'm going to put it in amazing. That mobile game was so much fun. Um, FIFA 13, FIFA 13, I played on the Wii U. That was fun. And then the Xbox 360. I actually did a lot of career modes um, shamelessly with Manchester City in this game because they had the most money and I could just, like, buy a bunch of players. Um, I'll put this one in good. The gameplay, oh, the gameplay was fun. I'm going to put it in amazing for now. FIFA 14, I didn't play this one a whole lot. I'll put it in average just because I, I like I didn't play that one a ton, but again, just career mode. FIFA 15. Now, FIFA 15, I'm putting in God. FIFA 15 was a fun, fun game. I loved that game. Um, I did so many career modes in that one too. This was before like, so career mode is like you take control of a club, you become the manager, you can control the finances, the tactics, all that fun stuff that a manager would control uh, for a real club, even though it's obviously not very realistic. Um, but FIFA 15, I remember. Uh, going back to the other tier list we made, Paulo Dybala was like a wonder kid in FIFA 15. If you wanted to sign anyone to become the best player in the world, it was Paulo Dybala, and I always would sign him to whatever club I could find because he was only like two million. Uh, usually, was what Palermo would ask for him, and so yeah, I would always get Paulo Dybala. Um, loved that career mode. FIFA 16 was the first FIFA I ever played on Ultimate Team, and it was the first one I ever played on my PlayStation 4, which is the console I've had for like seven years. Um, I'll put that one in good. It was a good game. I played career mode a lot, mostly on that one, and then some ultimate team. That's where I realized, oh my goodness, I'm not very good at this game compared to a lot of other people. Um, next, FIFA 17. I'm going to put FIFA 17 in amazing, and I'll tell you why. FIFA 17 was the most enraging sports game I had ever played, because that was the first game where, like, day one, I was like, yes, I'm going to play Ultimate Team every day. I'm going to check my team every day. I'm going to make sure I'm getting good deals on players. I'd watch YouTube videos for hours and hours and hours. I played that game religiously. However, I was terrible at it. I had never played online before. I was, I was horrible. Like, I would lose. I had, like, a losing record for most of the, the, most of the games, like, cycle. But when I look back on it, just the amount of investment I put in that game was just so fun for me. Like, it was just, I loved trying to figure out how I wanted my squad to run. I loved, like, you know, doing all the tactics and then learning. And there was, like, a tournament that you played every week to qualify for, like, this other event. And that tournament was so nerve-wracking because you had to win four games in a row, which was impossible for me. And I only ever won it, like, three times. But those were always the best days. And so I have... Looking back, very good memories at yelling my head off at the TV at FIFA 17. I'm putting it in the amazing category. Um, FIFA 18, I'm putting in God, only because it was like FIFA 17, but I was actually good um, in terms of how much time I invested into that one. Um, that's probably the last FIFA game I played, like, super, super religiously, like, every single day. Um, 
would go on that game. I got my first icon in in FIFA 18, which is like a card that they're not a they're a retired player, but a player that's like super iconic and well known. I remember that was a big day for me, um, and and just super super fun memories. Um, FIFA 19, I'm also gonna put in amazing. Uh, that was a game where I had just like insane pack luck. So when you open packs on FIFA, you get uh, you know a random assortment of players depending on how good the pack is. I remember I packed Ronaldo in one of my packs and I like lost my mind. I thought I was coolly sold for like 4 million FIFA coins or whatever. Um, and it was just super, super exciting. And yeah, I, I, I loved that game. I played, I played a lot of that game. FIFA 20, I'm going to put in trash cause I got to put something in trash. And that was like the last FIFA game I played probably a, a good amount, not as much as 17 or 18. Um, but I liked FIFA 20. It was, it was oh, like, well, mm, <laughs> Liked is a strong word. It was fine. I had my struggles with that game. It was fun um, at times, but it was also just garbage. And that one's more in trash for, like, the gameplay, just EA Sports being terrible. Um, but, yeah, I, I mean, that's FIFA tier list. There's just so many good memories with all these games. Really made me fall in love with soccer. I fell in love. I did. I truthfully did fall in love with soccer through playing FIFA. I loved the FIFA games. Um, as much as they get clowned for being poorly run games by EA Sports, a bad company, um, it is what it is. FIFA 17, I'm looking at that cover. It was actually Marco Royce of the other tier list on the cover of FIFA 17. That was a, oh man, good times. Good times of like sophomore year of high school, just like screaming at my television. Um, but yeah, I'll tweet both these tier lists. I would love to hear if uh, people have played FIFA, what your FIFA tier list is and if you agree with my list. Um, I might have to move FIFA 14. I know like FIFA 14, I'll get roasted for putting an average because the ultimate team in that game was super fun but i never played that i played career mode which is like a different segment of the game but yeah there you go that's my fifa tier list and that's me done i think for for the hour i hope everyone enjoyed box box sweet I went, I went a little different kind of just wanted to to go on some ad-libbed content enjoy the enjoy the vibes a little bit and make some fun tier lists tier lists are always good I'll have to incorporate that in my other shows. Maybe we'll do some more soccer tier lists along the way. Maybe I'll make my own and 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 tweet it out for like a super specific category. Who knows? Um, yeah, that's me done. I hope everyone enjoyed the show. And uh, have a fun and safe rest of your week. Hope it doesn't rain too much, you know, if you're in the Como area and whatnot. But yeah, hope everyone just has a fun, safe rest of your week. Take care, everybody.